tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio on Voice America, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy. Because once you know better, you can do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. It's the first show of the year. It Kim. is. Woohoo! 2018, 2018 has started. I feel like there's this freshness in the air and I feel like everyone's purging at the moment. I feel like people are consciously getting into their intentions if they've set those New Year's resolutions. And it's a time of reflection and taking stock, isn't it? It is. And a time for dis- for reinventing, right? Oh, I love that word. Reinventing that yourself. Word. Yeah. And so we, we wanted to spend some time on, on that today and we've actually called this episode Drama Detox 101. Because I have to tell you, there's there's a lot of drama that's still around me that I don't want. <laughs> I, I think I've done a pretty good job over the years. You know, I think once you hit your mid-30s, right, you kind of go, yeah, I'm over this. We're not at high school anymore, right? But I think we could all do better. How do we get the drama out of our life, Kim? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about really what qualifies as drama and, and attention-seeking dramatic behavior. Why does our ego like it so much? We're going to help you to recognize if this is you. Are you a drama queen or king? Do you need drama in your life? I, I think some people need it in their life to keep life interesting. I mean, it, it's boring without a lot of drama in it. Or do you need drama to make you feel important or, or to get attention? We're going to really dig into all the reasons we show up this way and how to get out. So as you're listening to this this morning, be willing to go there and and that place of vulnerability that says, gosh, is this me? Because it's so easy for us to cast and say, oh, he's the drama king, right? Or when she comes over, there's so much drama. But we all do this, Kim. None of us are perfect. And I have to tell you, I can do it myself too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We all do it. I think it really comes from when we were a small child, because no matter what kind of kid you were, you tried to get attention. Attention equaled love, right? And so we... We had all kinds of ways we used dramatic behavior to draw that attention to ourselves. And I would like to think I've grown out of them. But a lot of those things that worked when you were a child, you're still doing a version of them as an adult to get love on some level. And this is where we really are behavioral beings. We're not just personalities and conscious thought. Our subconscious is actually what dictates most of our behavior. In neuroscientists say that 95% of the way that we show up in the world is based on our behavioral patterns that we're not even conscious of. So maybe this is a, there is a part of you that learned as a child that attention, even if it's negative, is better than no attention. Yeah, I agree. So we're all going to be open today, including you and me, to looking at some of the ways we could be dramatic. And Nicole, I, you know, we're, we're such big believers in giving our listeners usable tools, right? So I wanted to start out the show today with some questions you can ask yourself when you find yourself reacting in a situation or behaving a way you think might be a little over the top so that you can check yourself for drama and maybe calm down a bit. Yeah, so the first one is is that do you have perspective in the moment or is everything super immediate? So if you can ask yourself, is this going to matter in 10 years' time? 
right? I have to tell you that 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 happens to me sometimes. I think that I have to get that resolution right now. I have to fix it right now. Everything has to be done right, right, right now. And But if I take a moment and I actually regain that perspective and ask myself that question, is this going to matter in 10 years' time? I will behave differently. The drama instantly, you know, gets sucked out of it. So you and I, being arrows, we really like to be on time everywhere. And I have watched myself get a little over the top when someone is making me late and I'm going to be late, which means someone is going to be waiting on me and it's going to be disrespectful to that person and they're not going to like me and I can get into a worked up space about being late to this one thing. But that is definitely one in 10 years. It will not even show up in my memory whether I was on time or late to this particular event. I mean, it's so insignificant from that perspective. It's kind of ridiculous. It's really hard, though. And as we're talking about arrows, I also want to say that this is really a big thing for diamonds and for ovals as well. They can get themselves really uptight. Even squares can as well with that time urgency. So whether that is achieving everything on your to-do list today and that productivity element or whether it's actually about appearing late and how that makes you look, that's something that those shapes really struggle with. So if you're listening to us for the first time and you're thinking, what are they talking about with all these shapes? Uh, Our website is 12shapes.com and we have a 12 shape relationship server that's completely free that you can take on the website uh, that will actually show you what shape you are. And this has been the real magic of Relationship Radio, Kim, is that we're teaching people about themselves and, and how to build and strengthen relationships based on this 12 shape system. So we've spent eight years and 7,000 families really came into the development of of this 12 shape system yeah the system so in in, if you're listening to this and you're going yeah i think i do have trouble with time urgency and maybe i have a bit of road rage (laughs) because of that uh jump online and see if if you are one of those shapes and actually understanding your shape lets you understand what you care about most what motivates your behavior what you fear and what you value and that is the same things that are going to create drama in your life so if we talk about um, all of the shapes that fear failure tend to be people pleasers and when you're a people pleaser you can get into a lot of drama around anything that might make you look bad to other people right yes I'm thinking about circles I'm thinking about stars those shapes really are greatly influenced by how they're perceived by others okay and then all the other shapes that have more fear of loss they get into drama about anything that makes them lose time or money or makes them feel mistreated on any level that's the triggers for them that'll push their behavior over the top too Yes, this is this is important stuff because we might think, oh, it's a part of my personality that I have to work on. It's not. The 12-shape relationship system is a behavioral assessment and it teaches us about our behavior. All of us have good and bad behavior. Yeah, all of us. We're not none of us are immune. Okay, so the first key is is this really going to matter 10 years from now? And I would think, Nicole, that one question would wipe out a lot of the things that we get in drama about, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, although I'm thinking about my nine-year-old who's totally distressed about the fact that her hair is not perfect today. And I'm thinking I'm going to ask her next time. So is this going to matter in 10 years' time? I don't know how she's going to handle that. <laughs> yeah, at her level, she may not be mature enough to recognize it. But for us as adults, that's a good one because we still have bad hair days especially as arrows we're not good at hair but we have to the point in in saying that though is that we really need to be parenting from this place as well so there's awareness about self and about adult relationships we also need to be making sure that our kids aren't seeing drama as normal 
Oh, yeah, right, because they do what they see us do, not what we say or try to teach them. I they follow. I, I know, I but say. they follow our example. They do, they do what I do. <laughs> okay, so here's another question you can ask yourself in the moment. Am I taking this more personally than I have to? And the the magic of this one is in the fact that most people who behave badly towards us or mistreat us are doing that because of them and not because of you. It's really their own fears about themselves that's making them behave badly, but we see it as an attack. We take it personally. We blow it up and make this big deal. One of the examples we often use is a husband that comes home from work grumpy and kind of snaps at the wife about how messy the house is. And, and all, Often, she will go into a drama reaction. Oh, my gosh, you don't appreciate what I do. You're always criticizing me. Ah, The drama will ensue when really this wasn't about her. It's way more likely that that husband was suffering fear of failure or loss at work. And he has come home in a fear state, worried about himself. And that's what's triggered the bad behavior. It's about him. It's not about you. And there's such power in recognizing that 99% of bad behavior is about their own fears about themselves. And we've really got to grow up and be able to recognize that it's not about us. So within that, we really have to claim the power that we do have, right? And power comes from perspective, being able to see that accurately. So if you are being attacked, for example, right, or mistreated and somebody does come at you, what is it that we need to do to maintain that perspective, Kim? Okay, so first of all, we want you to step back and recognize that no matter what's happening, no matter what this person says or does to you, you still have the same value as every other person on the planet. There is nothing this person can say or do that diminishes your value on any level. You are bulletproof. You cannot be diminished. Now, if that concept is new to you because you haven't listened to very much relationship radio yet that is one of the key principles of our program is that you have the power to decide how you're going to see human value and if you decide to see it as infinite and absolute and believe that every person on the planet has the same value you get to be bulletproof in your life and not let the opinions of other people affect you but it's a choice you've got to make on how you're going to value people And so the second piece to that is that if you have been mistreated by somebody else, you've got to remember that they have the same value as what you have also. Okay. Good point. Because that's the thing that brings perspective because life is a journey and life's about growth and none of us are perfect all the time and a lot of us have had bad behavior. And as long as we're in our integrity and we can own some of it, we're willing to take that personal responsibility, we're willing to, willing to have sincere and difficult conversations and involve, you know, good, healthy apologies, then things can always be resolved and move through. So with this, we have to remember that the perspective that we have is understanding that our value doesn't change. We've got to understand that their value doesn't change either, even though they might be in unbalanced bad behavior. And that instantly will stop the drama from escalating. Just that perspective shift. Absolutely will. When you can get out of your fear of not being good enough. Um, The other piece I want everybody to be aware of is if you've been carrying a lot of fear that you're not good enough all the time, you tend to project that onto everything everybody says or does. And so you tend to take things way more personally than you should because your own fear that you're not good enough is just melding into everything. So if, if you recognize you've got a lot of fear around not being good enough, you got to own that that is your issue and you need to get some help and do some work on that. Matter of fact, we, we say this often on the show that the single greatest thing you could do to improve all your relationships is to work on your own self-esteem 
and get rid of that fear that you're not enough. It makes a huge difference. The next one, the way to actually strip the drama out is to actually get conscious and connected with your breath. And this is something I've used for 15 years. I've always coached this out that if what is it that I want, what is it I need? right? Get really, really insular. So cut out from all of the external stimulation and the stories and what happened and the phone ringing and all of that drama that's on the outside. Reflect inside, take a deep breath and say, what is that I want? What is that I need? Okay. So in this need, I'm hungry. My blood sugar is low or I'm tired. I'm totally maxed out from arguing with a four-year-old all day, right? About picking up Lego. So I'm going to put this on hold until tomorrow and I'm going to put it on the shelf and do some meditation about it. I'm going to, and that perspective shifted everything as well. So if you can pull it back to you, what is it that you want? What is it that you need? Get clear about the resolution that you would like within that dramatic situation then you'll see the opportunities for resolution. You could also spend some time and really ask yourself, what is this other person who's triggered the drama in me want or need? Because if they're tired or hungry or they've had a bad day at work, recognizing that will help you to not take it personally, to see it accurately and calm down the amount of drama you create in response. As you're saying that, Kim, I'm reminded that circles and stars and hearts are very good at exaggerated responses, disproportionate reactions. So if that's you and you're listening to this going, oh, yeah, totally, you know, it's a two problem and I make it a 10, but and I just don't really know how else to do it, right? And a lot of the times we drive that drama out by telling people about it, don't we? So we get into the car and the circles start dialing every person on their favorites. So you'll never believe what happened to me at work today. And oh, and this person, and she said it. And before you know it, at the end of that, you pull into the driveway and go, whoa, I created all of this energy, all of this drama around this problem that I actually truly know the solution to, but it just gave me all this attention. Now, I have worked with so many circles and stars and hearts who, when I challenge them on this, they totally can own it and go, yeah, absolutely. Because on some level, it makes me feel important. People pick the phone up. I I love that attention, even though it's perhaps not the healthiest attention. You know, Nicole, I'm having this memory when I was a kid. I loved it when something bad would happen in my family, like my brother broke his leg. And I would have, I would be able to come to school with this great story to tell all my friends, you won't believe what happened to us. Oh my gosh, we, this happened and my brother got hurt and, and, and I, I remember being so excited when I had an attention-getting story to share at school. And that's where it started. And, and let's be honest, all of us may have this program in our subconscious plane where anything that's drama-worthy that can draw in that attention feels really good. The problem is it's all about you. It's always all about you. It's not about showing up for other people. And that's what we hear from a lot of our clients at the end of the day. I recognize, boy, I dominated that whole conversation and it was all about me. And that's really not the person I want to be. I'm I'm embarrassed that I showed up that way. So a good thing to check yourself for. Even victim stories, and I'm thinking of squares and rhombuses, who uh, those shapes often have a harder time in letting go of the past or any kind of um, mistreatment. They hold on to grudges more. They're victim story. Maybe there's a part of you that's using that, oh, gosh, my life is so hard and you'll never believe and, you know, this thing that I just can't overcome. And it might be in the areas of health or finance or relationship or children. Maybe that's your attention-seeking story. It's the victim story. 
Yeah, we really have to step back from those stories and figure out what the, what's the benefit that I'm getting from holding on to that story. What, what, what's the benefit I get every time I tell it? And, and be honest with yourself that this is all about you. And, and it's a neediness, which is actually a really weak energy to show up in, where if you show up whole and you don't need attention and you can really show up for other people, it's this beautiful, strong, loving energy. And that's really who we want to be at the end of the day. And so being bulletproof it actually is kind of linked to having no drama. Right, Because if you don't need the attention or the validation from others because you feel so sound in yourself, you feel happy and content, then you can share with people more authentically. You're not going in there trying to get something, right? So, Nicole, one last one before we have to go to the break. Uh, The other thing that really helps me when I can feel a drama response is remembering the real reason that things happen in my life. They happen in my life to teach me things, to help me grow. I believe life is a classroom. You do too. And everything that happens to us is here to benefit our growth on some level. And when we see them that way, we see them as blessing us, not cursing us. We, we actually have less loss and less victim story and less drama. And that's another one of the core principles of our program is trusting that actually the universe is a wise teacher that is constantly conspiring to serve you and you're actually safe here. And when you feel safe, you're able to show up in that strong, not needy, strong and loving energy and show up for others. Beautiful. We've got to take a break, but stay with us here with Nicole and Kim on Relationship Radio. After the break, we're going to give you what are the symptoms of a drama king or queen. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book, called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call now CFO at 1 855 
669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Nicole and Kim here, and today we're talking about drama and I have to tell you, Nicole, one of the areas of life where I had a lot of drama was with my accounting. I was I had so much fear with our company around accounting and keeping the books straight. And I was so grateful when our sponsor now CFO came into my life because they cleaned it all up and took that whole stressful, dramatic part of my life out. And they still do. They still do, right? <laughs> we have a meltdown, a mini meltdown, a drama meltdown. Yeah. It's about 10 minutes once a month. And then <laughs> over one the phone accounting. Call and they're completely all over it and say, you don't need to do the drama, Kim. It's okay. Yeah. So, you guys, if you've got a business, small or large, and you've got drama around your books, you got to give them a call. They'll come in and fix you up. They're the best. So, before the break, we were talking about ways to calm yourself down and, and the shapes that are more likely to be prone to drama. Let's get into a little bit more of some of the symptoms in our own personality and behavior that show up that kind of let you know if you're you're a drama queen. There's quite a long list here, Kim. So let's get started. Do you change your behavior or viewpoint to get approval with who you're with? Oh, I think so many of us do that. If we were really honest with ourselves, we all want to be liked. So yeah, we we often will be wishy-washy and and want to agree with whoever we're with so they'll like us. Yeah, so whether that's about movie preferences or whether you like sushi or not, do you do that to get approval and pleasing of others? Yeah, or do you do things you don't even want to do because you want to please others? Any any of that kind of pleasing behavior does make us prone to drama. Drama and boundary issues. Yeah. Do you show off or feel compelled to tell attention-seeking stories? We were talking about that before the break, right? Yeah, I think a lot of us love to have an interesting story to share and and entertain everyone around us because that attention feels good. We have a male friend who has a particular story about Vegas, and that's his number one go-to. Right? <laughs> he tells it but all he the tells time. tells that story all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I often ask clients, I just want you to pay attention when you leave any conversation. Did you talk more than you listened? Or did you really spend time asking questions and and wanting to hear from other people? And I think a lot of times this is all happening on the subconscious level. We're not aware that we're dominating a lot of these conversations and we're not doing a lot of listening. And if you're in, you actually are doing that in your relationship ongoing, that's an actually an imbalance within you that you're not fulfilled, you're not happy within yourself. So you really need to take responsibility because that kind of behavior can really be very destructive in your relationships. Yeah. So you and I both have a star daughter at home who cares a lot about her physical appearance, her clothes and her hair. And I know this next one you get as much as I get where they're constantly saying, is this okay? Does this look all right? Um, 
but I have to admit, I do it sometimes too. I have moments when I'm feeling insecure about going out and I ask my daughter how I look. Do I look okay? Whereas my nine-year-old comes up to me and says, do you think that's okay, mom? <laughs> you're not really wearing those shoes, are you? <laughs> and then I'll come into the office and go. That's what you're going to wear, Nicole? That's exactly what And then I'll, I'll walk into your office first thing and say, do I really look hideous in this? Or is it just a nine-year-old's opinion? A star. Oh, bless those beautiful stars. So tell living. tell everybody your comment when she comes down the stairs in a model pose and asks you how her outfit oh, looks. What do you think of my outfit? And I say, what do you think? How does it make you feel? Right. And the reason I do that is because it's so important that that self-worth and that creativity that came into that outfit, she owns and it doesn't get diminished by anybody else's you know, reaction to that. Because she's a star, I know she's high risk for eating disorders. I know she's high risk for selfies and looking for love in the wrong places, right? She's she's going to be one of those child, children that going into the teenage years, I have to work really hard on her self-esteem and her self-worth that it's actually intrinsic instead of extrinsic. So every time that I, that I get an opportunity, I'm saying, what do you think? Instead of actually giving her that validation she wants. So I have to tell you, every time it comes up for me that I want to ask for that validation about how I look, I've chosen to look myself in the mirror and say, okay, I did the best I could, <laughs> but I'm going to go get them with my love, not my looks. Yeah. So I say, you know, I just love my lesbian shoes. I just love them. Right, it's this family, and it's now this this joke. Right, is I wear lesbian shoes. I don't even know why they're called lesbian shoes, and even if they were, that's fine. I think that's a great thing. I like flat, very alternative footwear. Right, <laughs> a I, little bit masculine, and I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> I know we're just not high heel girls, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So another sign that you might be prone to drama is: Do you apologize constantly? Always, oh, I'm, and what you, this is me. And, and what we're doing is we're managing everyone's perception of us. Um, I think I told you, Nicole, a few years ago, I went to a Vipassana meditation retreat for 10 days. And one of the life changing aspects of that is that you cannot speak a word for 10 days, which is an amazing experience for anybody. It's an amazing achievement. Oh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But you know what I realized? 90% of the things that I wanted so badly to say but couldn't were apologies. I wanted to apologize for accidentally stepping on someone's foot or walking in front of them or, and, and I would literally get into panic that I couldn't apologize because I couldn't manage their perception of me. And, and this is one I think a lot of us do. What about social media and the posts that we put, right? How many filters do you put on your photos before you post them? Or do you only put the good photos up or the ones that you know are going to get attention? Now, I know that this is not relevant to you, Kim, because you're, you're really not very engaged on social media. Well, and I, I, but it is relevant because I hate pictures of me. I don't think I look good in any pictures, which is why I don't post selfies. Okay, interesting. So if there's there a part of you that's looking for attention, and, and I have to tell you, I see a lot of people going, oh, bad day, and then that bad face emoji, right? That's an attention-seeking behavior. There's it's no fishing. way you can slice fishing, it. isn't it? It's fishing for attention, for attention. and sympathy, yeah. love, yeah. And so if you find yourself doing that, know that that's dramatic. That's because you're not fulfilled within yourself. Your happiness is your own responsibility. Don't go out there fishing. Yeah, and, and honestly, guys, we're not st- pl- we're not showing up in a place of judgment. I, I'm hoping you're hearing that we get this because we have a lot of these same fears ourselves. We all do. But it is 
it's a beautiful opportunity to grow, to recognize that subconsciously we, we are fishing for that attention and validation because we can't change it until we get aware of it. The next one is, do you explain your behavior so people won't judge you? I do this a lot. I do this a lot with you. I justify the hours that I have outside of the office. And I met with this person, this person, as if there's this parental thing that I'm just checking in with you, that I was busy today. Yeah, you do. You do that. Hey, I I came in late today, but I'm going to work late too to make up for it. And I'm like, Nicole, you don't have to report that into me. You're my partner. I'm not your boss, but... Yeah, you so do worry do, about I, that. I worry about that because I guess my biggest fear is is receiving judgment or criticism about my productivity, right, as an arrow. So that's something I do. Maybe you explain why you did something, right, or why you're wearing this or why you're attending an event. I always say if you need to say no and put a healthy boundary in, don't follow it with a justification because that's actually amplifying the drama. A no is a no. It doesn't actually need... A justification on the end of it. Okay. Now, another big red flag that you're prone to drama is if you catch yourself gossiping or, or criticizing other people on a regular basis. And we believe that this is a symptom of a fear that you're not good enough. And when whenever we have a lot of shame or fear around not being good enough, one of the subconscious ways we deal with that is we look for bad in other people. Because if we can stay focused on their bad... It takes the focus off ours, and we kind of feel like if, if we see them as worse, that makes us better. And and this is just a symptom of the same neediness for drama and attention. If if you find yourself talking about other people often, that, that might be something we want to look at. The next one is, do you like being the center of attention? And even if you don't, do you get bothered and angry if people don't actually give you any attention? Right. And this, you see this in groups of friends, right? Where there's a few people going out to dinner and one person dominates the conversation. Do you sit there getting bothered going, hello, no one's asked me how I am. I'm sitting here. Right. Or is there a part of you that is always the one who's telling the next exciting story? And oh gosh, you'll never believe so that you're ensuring that attention is stuck on you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, these are just so good to start watching for in yourself so that you recognize them. Um, how about a lot of stress or or unhappiness around getting any feedback from other people? Can you take feedback and not be devastated by it? Now, again, there's certain shapes that have a really hard time with feedback, criticism, and judgment, and we're one of them. Arrows and diamonds we're one and of them. ovals, we really find it hard to receive any feedback. It's definitely on my New Year's resolution list is to cope with that better. I was sharing with you this morning before the show that I I had an interesting text message exchange um, with a friend yesterday and she was telling me a few truths and I had to very consciously in that moment go, am I going to choose to run and be offended by this or am I just going to flag it and say, yeah, okay, maybe there's some work that I need to do, but it's hard for us. So we want to step back and ask ourselves, is there any truth? Is there some good lesson in this for me, ways I can improve. But you also do want to look at where are they coming from and are they in a place where judging or criticizing you is making their ego feel better, right? Covering their fear of not being good enough because that's usually partly in play too. Wouldn't that's you right. agree? It's never really one or the other, is it? It's always it's usually both. are sticky, aren't they? They're complicated. That's why we have a job. Yeah, we do. And we have a radio show. Okay. I want to talk for a minute about the responsibility that we all have to actually manage our own drama because drama really, we've listed all of the symptoms, but it's actually a symptom of overwhelming stress. 
And I think that if we can get clearer about the stress that that we feel particularly triggered by, I think that helps us. So if you haven't found out your shape yet, you're going to want to go to 12shapes.com, take the 12 Shape Relationship Survey that's there, or we can actually text it directly to your phone. If you just text 12 Shapes, that's number one, two for 12, Shapes to 801-666-2932. The, the um, survey will come straight to your phone and you can share it with your friends from there. Work out what shape you are because when you know yourself so intrinsically and you understand what your triggers are, you can then make for yourself a short list. So what is it that you are, what, what puts you into stress and overwhelm? Because they're the things that actually then get you into that drama straight away. And a lot of that for us um, and for a lot of our clients is not enough self-care, Kim. Yeah, so if we're not taking care of ourselves, we kind of make other people responsible for filling that bucket. If, if you're not owning the responsibility to make sure you're okay and that you feel good about yourself, you tend, especially with a partner or spouse, or, or even sometimes your friends, you tend to make them responsible for making you feel good about yourself, which is not fair, mostly because it's not possible. They cannot give you enough validation to fill a bucket that you don't fill yourself. So I, I think that's the most important thing probably we're going to talk about today is that we've got to be responsible for our self-esteem and our self-care so our needs are being met so we're not needy for getting it from anyone else. Now, many of us have this subconscious, unhealthy belief that self-care makes you selfish, Kim. And I think we need to blow that one out of the water right now and say self-care is about balance. It's about you having what you need so that you can actually invest into what it is that you're doing so you can take opportunities, so you can nurture the people you care about. Self-care is not indulgent. It's not selfish? Are you sure? Because I know I was raised in a long line of women who who lived their life sacrificing for others. And and I I know that I was taught at the subconscious level that when we sacrifice yourself for others, that's righteous. That's that's the way you, you should be. But there's a real problem with that because you it tend to overgive and you give and give and give until you're empty and you have nothing left and everybody in your life doesn't even appreciate how much you're giving because they start to take it for granted and it just creates a mess, Nicole. But I think a lot of women like me were really programmed that having a bubble bath, going to do things just for you is selfish and bad. Absolutely. I don't think there's a single female client that I've worked with for 15 years who has not believed that to be true. But the other flip side of the coin is nobody loves or can tolerate a martyr, right? There's nothing worse than, oh, you girls should be so grateful because this is the stuff that I do for you. And, you know, nobody likes that backhanded guilt, right? Because you think, gosh, well, don't do it for me then. Nobody asked you. Right, And then there's conflict that arises from this. So self-care is not selfish. So even if it is playing tennis every Thursday and it's going for a massage and you know going and seeing a life coach and getting some help with your stuff, that's investment. And investment's not selfish because when I'm better, I'm better for everybody else. Really, if we want to have our family actually appreciate the things we do for them too, we've got to show them that our needs are just as important as theirs. And sometimes I'm going to sacrifice and do for you. And sometimes I'm going to do for myself. And I've got a healthy balance there. What happens is when you do sacrifice for them, they appreciate it more. They they get that it's a sacrifice. So if you want to have gratitude for all the things you you do, you've got to start doing less of it, right? You got to say no. 
And a big part of that is actually being realistic about what it is that you can do. So many women set ourselves up to fail with every single day with too many things that we need to achieve. Now, of course, we're going to be stressed and have drama. You mean our expectations are way too high? Of ourselves and then therefore of other people. Mm. Right. And that's an unhealthy dynamic in a relationship as well. So be realistic about what it is that you can do and be responsible for the quality of the work that you want to achieve, not the outcome. So I would rather clean out um, one room of my house and feel good about it rather than do the whole floor. Okay, so make a decision about quality instead of quantity. It's the same with I, I would love to spend more time with my children, but I'm a single mum. That's the reality. So I work on investing in quality instead of quantity. So, Nicole, often with our coaching clients, we have them figure out on paper what are the most important things that you do to meet the needs of your family and what are the most important things you need to meet your own needs and make sure those get on your calendar because they're usually, they're they're the most important, but they're not urgent. And we tend to get bogged down in all this stuff that feels more urgent. And then this very important self-care never happens. So it's, it's really got to be something that you think through and schedule before you go into the week to make sure you're making time for it. Yeah, this is important stuff and it's a good time of year for us to get into it, right? Schedule your self-care. Work on this belief system around being selfish. We've got to take another break, but after the break, I want to get into more ways to cope with overwhelm and stress instead of creating drama. Stay with us here on Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book, called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call now CFO at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today.
You're listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Nicole and Kim here. And today we're talking about drama. This has been a fun call. We've talked a lot about checking ourselves for drama. But, you know, Nicole, the real reason most of us fall into dramatic behavior is because we're already stressed and in overwhelm. And something happens and it just pushes us over the edge into some really bad behavior. Do you think if we if we did better self-care... And, and took care of ourselves, there's things we could do to not be so stressed and overwhelmed to begin with? Absolutely. And and it, it's got lots of different levels, right? It's got sleep, it's got exercise, it's got nutrition, it's got hydration, and it's got mindset. So what are you actually doing to keep a balanced mindset? Now, we're lucky. We have each other, right? I've got a 24-hour coach on call. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, the reasons we started Relationship Radio was to create a resource and a bank of podcasts for people so that they have something to go to. If you are not investing in your mindset by by filling it with positive material, you will be negative. The world has got a lot of things to be negative about. And if we listen to the news or if we get caught up in other people's stuff, we can feel stressed and overwhelmed so quickly. So we have to keep perspective and believe that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We have to allow ourselves to dream about better times. That mindset piece is really essential. So we did a show, I don't know how many weeks ago, on processing emotion. And we talked about how it's it's actually in your control, how upset you let things get you. And and I have to tell you, I, I've been battling this the last few months myself. And all this negative stuff comes into my mind. And, and I really have to be very personally responsible to how much of it that I buy into and dwell there. And, and it would be very easy to go there all the time. And I keep reminding myself, you actually have control of your thoughts and it's your thoughts that make you upset. So you are in control of how upset you get. And and believing the light is at the end of the tunnel, this this is truly you're choosing optimism over pessimism and, and believing that life can get better from here and things are going to be okay. Um, but it's a moment-by-moment moment battle when you're going through hard times to stay there, but you can do it. So I watched you do this the last few months of 2017 and that hope and and how you clung to hope in those times. And you didn't just dream of better times. You got busy taking action. And you consciously wrote down things every day that you were enjoying in your life, that you were grateful for, the things you wanted to do. You took a trip to Mexico, right? So sometimes it's not just about the mindset. You've got to take some action. You've got to be seriously responsible for the happiness that you're going to create for yourself. So it's not just thinking it better. It's writing down, setting a plan and taking control of that schedule that we we're talking about before the break. If you're not scheduling time to, to do things that make you happy, you're going to be stressed and overwhelmed. And so that's one of my goals is to actually look at life instead of, this is for 2018, instead of looking at life as a seven-day process or a month at a time, I'm in a 24-hour cycle this year. I'm looking at what is it that I'm going to do every single 24 hours that's meaningful, that's going to actually invest in change. And that makes me happy and makes life joyful. And so you and I, we spent 
New Year's Day doing some vision boards. And and I noticed both of us have self-care at the top of that board. We, we recognize that taking care of ourselves is probably the most important thing we could do this year for the people in our lives, not just for us. And we're doing it. I mean, we're only on the 4th of January. We're only four days in, but we've actually stopped and had lunch four days this week. <laughs> no, no. Everybody would think we do that every day. What's wrong with you people? But we d- we literally and we don't stop. Chose a raw food restaurant, or we made you know protein. Good choices. You know puddings with chia seeds. We we're actually doing it right, and this is the thing. We can talk about it until the cows come home. Is that an Australian thing? No, we say cows, say come, cows home come home too. Yeah. Okay. So you, we can talk about it till the cows come home, but what are you willing to do to actually strip the drama? Drama Detox 101 is the episode name today. What are you willing to do to strip it out? Okay, so in our coaching program, we actually have some very specific things that we encourage people to choose that as far as positive thinking that will get the negative out. And this is stuff that we've been teaching for 15 years. It's proven this works. So every time you get into a negative state, we're going to give you a couple things that you can do. Number one, trust that your value is infinite and absolute and that you can't fail. You can't be less than any other human being. No matter what happens, you're going to have the same value. I have to tell you, this one's been helping me a lot right now because I, I look at my situation and I could let that change my value. I could feel less than other people, but that's my choice. And so I am choosing every moment of the day to know that no matter what my journey entails, I still have the same value as everybody else. So that's number one. You want to talk about number two? You've got to trust the journey. You've got to trust that life is a classroom, not a test. Because when we get into drama and stress and overwhelm, we feel tested. There's that part of it that goes, I don't want to do this. And we want to jump out of that that feeling, right? And that's what the drama is about. We have to trust and ask ourselves, keep that perspective, that level-headedness. What am I meant to learn? What am I meant to do for this person? What am I meant to be reflecting on in this moment? So it's really... We, we get caught into this loss, victim story, poor me, self-pity place. And where we've got to go instead is that you're not experiencing loss. You're experiencing your perfect classroom. And this is actually here to serve you. You haven't been hard done by. You've been blessed. And I know when we go through hard things, it sure doesn't feel like a blessing. I, it has not felt like a blessing so to me. So maybe we're going to change it to growth instead of a blessing. Well, and, and so when I think of it as it's it's your perfect classroom, Kim, it's your perfect classroom. That's what I, I'm saying is that it's here to grow me. And I'm going to choose to see it as something to grow me, which is not a loss. And that's my choice all day, every day to choose that mindset. So the third one we really recommend is just check yourself and make sure that you're seeing everybody in your world as the same as you. That you're not seeing yourself as above anyone. And you're not seeing yourself as below anyone. Another really good check to just pull you out of drama. And then the final one is choose to focus on love for yourself and others. So a really great way to do this is to actually go out and give sincere encouragement to others. Go out there and really invest in the people that you care about and build them up. 
I had a conversation yesterday in one of my sessions with one of my favorite clients uh, that I have at the moment and we were talking about parenting her 13-year-old son and how they had had an episode over the holidays that she had a lot of guilt about um, and, and she was thinking, how do I even get back to a place where there's not so much drama and toxicity in this relationship? And I said, you know what? It comes with investment. It comes from words of genuine encouragement. Now, these teenagers, they live on tech, so use tech, right? Every day, invest in a text message that says, you've got this. I believe in you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being so kind and considerate. It's such an important part of our family. All of those things. So you can do it through tech. You can do it through a phone call. You can do it through making time. Invest in people and invest in encouraging, lifting them up. And the minute you do that, Nicole, you're pulled out of the the woes of your own life. Service does that faster than anything to pull you out. The other piece of this, making a love-motivated decision in a moment doesn't always have to be about other people. It could be about you. And I love the exercise that you do with your clients where you basically write a permission slip and you tell them, what do you need to give yourself permission to do without any guilt around it, that it is perfectly healthy and right for you, that you have official permission to do these things. And and I think sometimes that's one of the most powerful exercises for all of our clients because a lot of that self-care and that love towards you that isn't happening, it's because in your subconscious mind, you think you don't have permission to do that without feeling guilty for it. And and it so, sounds so small to officially on paper give yourself permission, but that's powerful. It is. And a lot of the time as their coach, we write the first permission slip because they're unable to do it, right, Kim? And then they realize, actually, this is good for me and I feel that balance coming and I'm in a better place and I'm less stressed and overwhelmed and there's less drama in my life. But then they start to write their own permission slips, not just about the thing that we decided, but about everything else and this is the beginning of setting healthy boundaries this is the beginning of actually saying I'm going to be my best for me and then the overflow of that is wonderful for everybody I care about okay so the next tip that we have is to be an overcomer not a survivor and this one I think we kind of got to explain what we mean because lots of people are survivors survivor just means you've lived through this thing and you're still alive but it doesn't talk about how you've processed it in a healthy way Um, a lot of survivors are still completely stuck in their victim story which really means we're still experiencing the pain around the thing and and I'll be the first to tell you it takes some time to get from survivor to overcomer it it, it, we don't get there fast it's a process but I want to know what my goal is my goal is not just to still be kicking after this horrible stuff I've been through but to literally process through it and and be at peace and have overcome all the pain and hurt and self-pity around it, that's where we pull out a drama. So I want to talk about that for a moment because the overcomer, the real result for the overcomer is to live in contentment and peace. The survivor is looking for the goody-goody badge, is looking for the this is what happened to me and I'm then the survivor. The ego has a very different play in that survivor piece than what it does the, you know, the overcomer. The overcomer doesn't need an ego because it adopted that perspective, that growth mindset, this has happened for me, not to me, and has overcome it for her or himself. 
the survivor, the ego is holding on there and driving a lot of the behavior in such a way where, you know what, look at me and look what I'm going through and it's so hard or look, I'm almost over the top of this or I'm a victim in some way. And that goody-goody badge that we joke about, there's, there's an ego investment in that and the survivor piece. So it's one of the signs that you're still in the survivor mode is your need to tell the story. And if you're really in an overcomer space, you don't need to tell it anymore because you don't need the payoff that you get from the telling of the story. Um, I think forgiveness is a huge piece of becoming an overcomer. I think sometimes survivors are still holding on to the the angst or the, even the hate or anger and attack towards whoever was responsible for the situation that you were in. And and I've found, Nicole, when I can truly get into a place of forgiveness and and let this go and let God in the universe take over being responsible for this person and their journey, and I can wish them well and really be in forgiveness, boy, that moves me farther into being the overcomer quick. But forgiveness is hard. It is hard. And our final piece around drama detox is is gratitude. If we can all adapt and adopt a different mindset towards the things that happen to us and try to find the positive, try to be grateful for that experience, everything can change. So another session I had yesterday was with a beautiful young little boy who has some anger issues that we're working through at the moment. And there's been a a bit of violence in the home and, and he's just feeling very overwhelmed and stressed. And there's a lot of drama and mom and dad don't really know how to handle it. And so it was the beginning of a gratitude practice for 2018. I wanted to write down three things he didn't like about today and three things that he did like about today. So maybe that is you. Maybe life is hard for you right now. And you go like, you know what, Nicole? I'm not, you know, forget this gratitude thing because it is tough and I don't like it and I don't try and push me there before I'm ready. Well, you know what? You can start with three things that you didn't like, three things that you did like, and we can limp along, but it's all perspective. It all helps us get into that mindset of contentment and peace. So, Nicole, I love watching you when when your kids start to throw a drama fit because sister got a bigger cookie than they got, you know, that kind of drama. And you're quick to take the small cookie away and, and say, it sounds like you've got a gratitude problem. You're not grateful for the cookie you got, so you don't get any. And I keep thinking, as adults, we're really no different. When things go wrong in our life, we're... We, we almost have an adult temper tantrum. This isn't what I wanted. We have all this drama ab- about being treated this way or whatever it is. It, it's a gratitude problem. If we could step back and instead focus on what is right in our life, it's all about focus. Focus determines your mindset. If you focus on what you're grateful for and those things are always there and they always outnumber whatever is wrong. They always do. And and if we just choose to, to focus on what's right, boy, it, it completely changes how you feel today and the need for drama quickly disappears. So it needs to become behavioral. So the next time that you get into drama, write, stop yourself in that moment and write down three to five things you're grateful for. Or if you can't do that, put this podcast on. Right. And, and make that the behavioral thing that you actually get, you know, stop it dead in its tracks and go, I know where this goes and I don't like it because I've lived there a long time and I want something better for myself this year. So we're hoping you guys got a lot of value out of talking about drama today. Really, what what we all are working towards is is growing up a bit. Right. And getting into a place of trust and love and out of fear where we can be mature. 
mature grownups and and really be able to show up for others and be the love that is who we want to be in the world. We hope that what we shared with you today will help you get there. This was a fun show for us. I'm glad we did this topic today. Yeah, we've got some fun shows. We're doing some great stuff around some um, sex and intimacy in the coming weeks. That's what's coming up. Yeah, we've Woo-hoo. got some great stuff around mother guilt. So you're going to want to subscribe to the Relationship Radio podcast. Listen to us every week here on Voice America. Thank you for supporting our show. Uh, we love being here for you and have a great week. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but will join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.